This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, welcome to Betting Weekly Extra Time, La Liga edition. While the title race remains strictly a two-horse affair, there's a new name at the top of the market when it comes to predicting the best of the rest. The question for betters is, can Real Sociedad keep up the gallop? A huge test for La Real at the Champions is coming up on Sunday. And that game features amongst our Week 19 picture with Dan Robbock alongside me, editor of Football España, Rory Barlow. Rory... A lot has been talked about Real Sociedad's form despite their loss at Barcelona in the Copper in midweek. Could they finish third behind the current top two? Are they best of the rest, do you think? They definitely could. I mean, it's it's not without the realms of possibility. I mean, there's no real consistent sides outside of those top two. Real Sociedad in the last kind of two, three months have been that side. I mean, before their Copa del Rey defeat last night, they were on a nine-game winning run. Um, I was at Vallecas um, to see them beat Rao Vallecano on, at the weekend. And yeah, they're just a very, it was almost kind of nonchalant in the way they went about the game, just in the sense that they were so comfortable with the way that they were doing things, the way that they were playing. And, and in all of their roles, they know exactly what they want to do. So it's a side that's operating well. It's at, I'd, I'd say it's a side that probably isn't going to fall off in quite the same way that we've seen in recent seasons. But that said, they do have seven injuries currently. Mikel Marino has just been ruled out until more or less the end of February. And he is, I'd say, along with one or two others, probably their best player. So personally, I would say back them to finish top four. Maybe don't back them to finish third. I'd say Atleti, they're not that far off and they should, in theory, be getting better. Seven points between them. Uh, Lariala plus 125 to be best of the rest. Atleti plus 175, Villarreal plus 500. Going to be interesting to see how that transpires. I guess the aim really, I mean, third is a little bit made up from a betting point of view. Champions League is what they're going for and they are minus 200 to get top four. That's going to be what they're focusing on, I guess, isn't it? Not just to be best of the rest. Yeah, 100%. I think the fact that they're now out of the Copa del Rey maybe helps them a little bit. They've got the Europa League, obviously, but they've got that bye because they beat Manchester United. So they shouldn't have too much of a pile-up until kind of March time now, which which is really a massive advantage, to be honest, if you look at some of the other sides. Atleti won't have any anything else to focus on. That's something to bear in mind if you're looking at the betting perspective. Betis do have Europa League. They're not in the Copa del Rey. Villarreal have Conference League, but that's not going to be quite so much of a priority. So I think that's that's a factor that 
especially for these sides that are outside the top two that don't quite have that depth you need to really think about it that factor that into your betting um so yeah I, i'd personally i'd bat them to get top four right now but i mean it's it's a toss-up because i mean as you say we're halfway through the season so i mean who knows what this is going to look like in 10 games time 10 games is quite a long time in football and that could get us to sort of what april time so so yeah a lot to change yet and i wouldn't necessarily be throwing your house at anything Mm. Only three points behind Real Madrid. Uh, obviously, Real Madrid have got uh, a game in hand and they do meet in the big game on Sunday. We will get to that shortly because it's one of your four picks this week or that game features one of your four picks. All 10 games, of course, stream live on the Bet Rivers app. And next midweek, there are a couple of games as well. Those games that the uh, teams involved in the Super Cup did not play. So watch out for those as well. Um, we're going to kick off our previews for this weekend, Rory, with Girona against Barcelona. Girona are plus 480, big price. Barcelona minus 182, the draw plus 360 here. Saturday, 4.15 local, 10.15 a.m. Eastern in the States. Girona only lost twice at home this season. It's not going to be easy for Barcelona. That was... Hard fought, I would imagine, over Larial in midweek in the Copper, obviously aided and abetted by a, a Real Sociedad red cards as well. So maybe not the most straightforward for Barcelona this weekend, despite the fact that their odds on at minus 182. Yeah, I think this has the ingredients of an upset, I have to be honest. And despite that, I've still gone to, for Barcelona, I've still backed them to win. Um, my bet just off the top is Barcelona to win over 1.5 at minus 132. Now, I would have gone... my. Uh, over 2.5 goals if it wasn't for Barcelona's defensive record. It's a difference of about half a unit there. I was looking at that. It was, it was, um, I think it was plus um, 124 over 2.5 plus Barcelona to win. But the fact that Barcelona have only conceded six goals this season in La Liga is it's a ridiculous stat, but their defence is only getting better right now. I mean, Christensen, Koundé and, and Ronald Araujo are, are all playing together. More or less, it's kind of a a kind of hybrid back three. Kunde kind of gets forward from right back a little bit. But I, I think they might rotate for this game as well, which I think is a factor to play in play into this. But Barcelona are just in such a winning habit. They're so focused on La Liga um, that I think they have to be strong favourites for this match, I think. And that defensive record, as you say, Girona's strength is in attack. That's what they're good at. That's where they're um, at their best. So, so yeah, I think if you can annihilate the strength of Girona, then Barcelona can more or less win this game comfortably because they're back to score at least one. And then I think once this game kind of gets a bit more stretched, once we see a side that Girona, as I say, they're a bit more open. I was actually speaking to Oriol Romeo, former Chelsea midfielder, Southampton midfielder too, yesterday. And he was saying that that's something that they're very aware of, is the fact that they're too open. But once they go behind, which in theory is how this is going to play out, then then I think the game will get stretched and Barcelona will have more opportunities. And two more factors, I'll let you speak in a second, Dan. Uh, two more factors. Lewandowski out of this game, suspended. Ferran Torres also suspended. And just to, to sort of think about the narrative that was coming out of the Barcelona match against Lareal, they were 1-0 up, man down against Real Sociedad. But Lareal, to their credit, stuck in and had chances at the end. Xavi was big at the at, in his press conference. We need to kill these games off. 2-3-0, another goal. We need to be scoring that second goal. So that will factor into the way Barcelona approach this game as well. And it's why I expect over 1.5 goals and Barcelona to win it. 
Listen, the less inane questions from me, the better. Just a word <laughs> on uh, Mark andre Stegen. 13 clean sheets, save percentage this season, 89.7, highest of his career. I mean, we never really associate defence, as you've been talking about, and goalkeepers, as I've just mentioned, with Barcelona, not in recent history, at least. I mean, plus 130 Barcelona clean sheet might be about. How well is he playing at the moment? Yeah, Ter has been fantastic. I mean, he even gave the ball away. It was a really big chance, actually, right at the end of the Real Sociedad match. He gave the ball away straight to the to the Real Sociedad player and then made a fantastic one-on-one save just just to sort of get his stats up, I, I reckon. But but yeah, that's he's kind of in unbeatable form. And I think we spoke about it, the fact that this Barcelona defence was kind of a bit of a false friend in terms of stats earlier in the season. But now that they do have Araujo, Christensen and Kunde, even though they're still perhaps not solid as a team, the fact that they've got those three that can make up grounds, that can get those blocks and tackles in and to Shagan behind them means that I think we're getting closer and closer to a defence that does look like the strongest in the league, in my view. So yeah, clean sheets, really not a bad bet. Girona is probably one of the sides that I'd be less inclined to do it. That's why you probably have the larger odds. But uh, but yeah, I I wouldn't back against it, put it that way, and that's why I've kind of shortened my goals goals bet in this game. Yeah, Girona scored in all by one of their home games this season. It's well worth pointing that out that they are fairly aggressive and ambitious. But we like Barcelona to win. Over one and a half goals, minus 132 is the selection. Uh, let's move on to Saturday, 6.30 local, 12.30 Eastern. A little bit better for US betters in terms of watching this one, which you can do on the app. Sevilla, minus 186. Elche, plus 600. The draw, plus 310. Over and under mark here, two and a half goals, plus 102 over. Minus 125 on the huge result for Sevilla last week, uh, last week with that very late penalty. Um, converted by Rakitic uh, against Cadiz. Uh, I did one or two stats ahead of their copper loss last night. Thought that they were going to win that one. They didn't. It means that their stats aren't so impressive. They've won six of their last nine in all competitions. But is there still a sense that they've turned a corner? I've probably asked this question about five times this season with Sevilla. But is there a sense that now they are back on track and they are going to move away from the relegation zone? Yeah, Sevilla are the the sort of curious case of this La Liga season because obviously their form tells you that they're kind of in dreadful form. But the fact that they obviously have better players than, than should be down there means that they're tempting to bet on. And uh, I think in that first kind of section of the season, I was more for backing against them. Now, have they turned a corner? I, I'm not saying they're going to be back to sort of top four European form, but I was tweeting about it last night. I think they've become a normal team again. And, and what do I mean by that? I mean, this isn't a side that's now beating themselves regularly. They're not passing it straight to the opposition. They're not sort of so dreadfully sort of direct, bereft of confidence that it, any other side can kind of walk in and take their points off them. So it's it's a normal side again. They've got the confidence to try things. They don't mind quickening the tempo. They're They're confident in their ability to win these games. And those errors are... Still there, but they're reducing game by game, in my view. Um, I think, yeah, as, as I say, it's a, they're a funny one with their perceived quality. I did make the selection before they went to extra time against Osasuna. They inevitably lost, as you said, 2-1. But I thought they showed a good amount of fight against an Osasuna side that were focusing on the cup. Um, Elche, as I said, like it's going to be about back, backing against Elche for most of the rest of the season, unless they can sort of show like a real sort of 
up in their improvement in their level. And then from that point, it's just about where you can find the value. In this case, I've gone Sevilla plus under 3.5 goals, and that gets me plus 108 back. So I, th- I think that's a reasonable bet, and I think it's a reasonable odds. Sevilla are not a goal-scoring team. They do not have goal scorers, so they're not going to have a, a goleada against Elche. And Elche, equally, I think they'll stick in, they'll make it tough. But do they have enough to win this game? I think there's just more on the line for Sevilla here. And I think Jorge Sampaoli has come under a lot of criticism. His side has been better than perhaps it looks. And and again, it's always about the boxes. Barcelona are the, the key evidence of that. Lewandowski, Ter Stegen at one end, that's got them top of the league right now. But Sevilla, between those boxes, have been a lot better than I think their results have shown in recent weeks. So yeah, I'm going to Sevilla under 3.5 goals, plus 108 against Elche, bottom side and winless. And it's worth pointing out, you referenced the fact that Osasuna were perhaps focusing on the Copa del Rey. That's maybe one of the reasons or a factor why they didn't beat Elche last weekend. That was a 1-1 draw, of course. So a couple of things coming together. We like Sevilla to beat Elche under three and a half goals. Those six wins that I referenced, incidentally, all of them have been under three and a half. So if you've been level staking at plus one away over the course of those nine fixtures, six wins, even my maths tells me then that is a winning uh, trend. Let's move on to Getafe against Real Betis. Getafe plus 215 here. Uh, Betis plus 165, which is a price that has been backed. I know, Rory, when you initially sent me your selections, they were plus 180. So there has been money. And just looking across at all of the Liga, uh, La Liga card this weekend, seeing more money, more handle for Betis than any other side in La Liga so far. We're recording on uh, Thursday morning, so there could be more market moves, of course. Why is it that money has come for Real Betis, do you think? Yeah, it dropped about, what, uh, minus one five in the in the space of about a couple of hours, so I'd maybe get on this one quicker than, uh, than leaving it to the last minute. But uh, I think this is just a reflection of the fact that Betis are a better side than they've been showing of late. I think that they had a poor result against Espanyol away from home. 1-0 defeat. Martin Brathwaite got the goal. And they didn't really turn up too much, Betis. And I think they're, they are in a bit of a slump since the new year. They've not really got going to the extent that we want to see them. They've lost Alex Moreno to Villa. That's a, that's a big loss in my view. And I think, yeah, it's a, it's a better side that... One of the things that we praised about Manuel Pellegrini last season is the fact that he turned Betis into a side that not only had quality, but it had grit. It had sort of that kind of sturdiness that could really get them through games. And what's happened in the meantime is that between injuries, between fatigue, it's quite short squad, between the sort of outgoings and ingoings, it's kind of perhaps lost its model of play a little bit and relied on that grit to get them through games, which it has done to a certain extent. They're still lying sick. They're only a win away from the top four. Um, and I think, yeah, I just expect a response from this better side, to be honest, against so, Hatafe that are still inconsistent. We've, we've just not seen them put together a run of results. Um, they remain kind of impossible to predict in some ways, but they got beaten by Barcelona 1-0 at the weekend last weekend. They were pretty good in that game. Previous to that, they were beaten by Espanyol 2-1, and they were relatively poor in that game. So... So yeah, it's it's a side that's inconsistent. It's a side that still concedes goals. I can't say that apart from that Barcelona match, we've seen them look very solid. Um, and I just expect Betis, I think one, it really helps them that they've had a midweek off. 
I think normally Betis don't. And I think having a full week to prepare a game makes it massive. Two, I think, yeah, that kind of reaction. They need a result. They need to stop that. They've got Barcelona the following midweek. And so that that's pretty pretty um, significant. And Hatafe also lost four on the bounce. Um, and it's a bit of a reckoning for Kike Sanchez Flores, I think. So I've gone Betis to win at plus 165. Initially, I had look at, looked at Betis to win at over 1.5 goals. And that, at the time, at least got me up to plus 300, which is, is just quite good money on that. Okay, that's a lean if you want to get involved in that plus 300 or thereabouts. A few more goals involved in the selection, obviously. Um, Hetafe plus 150 to be relegated. They are fourth favourites. I mean, Elche obviously are gone, minus 5,000. But then after that, it is very tight at the bottom of the standings. Cadiz, minus 125, a second favourites. Valladolid, plus 110, third favourites. Then Hetafe at plus 150. Do you think Hetafe will go down? Do you think there are three worse teams than them come final reckoning in May? Yeah, that's the operative word, Dan. I think there's three worse teams, Elche being one of them. And I think the fact that Either Kike Sanchez Flores gets a reaction in the next one or two games, or he will get sacked and they will get reaction from a new manager. I think the fact that Hitafe have better players than they did last season, and they were pretty dire straits last season. I don't know, I don't know if I, maybe some of our betters remember, but like they were really odds on to go down and looking sort of grim before Kike Sanchez Flores came in. They didn't win for seven games and and were rooted to the bottom of the table. So so, yeah, I expect them to bounce back a little bit and they'll just keep ticking over, I think. They've got Enesu now, who's a goal scorer, um, so I don't expect them to go down. I probably wouldn't back it, to be honest, Dan. Uh, big game of the weekend is on Sunday. This is 9 o'clock local, 3 p.m. Eastern. So, good time once again for US betters here. Real Madrid against Real Sociedad. Minus 148 Real Madrid. Plus 410 Larial. The draw, plus 310. The over and under market at two and a half goals is minus 109 over. Uh, minus one one three under just slight favourite. Uh, we know that L'Oreal obviously lost at Barcelona in the Copa del Rey midweek. We are recording ahead of the Madrid derby in the same competition that is Thursday night, so we don't know what's happened in that one. Just on uh, Real Sociedad's defeat at Barcelona, Bryce Mendes sent off just before half time. We referenced it before we started the show talking about uh, L'Oreal. If it stays 11 versus 11, do you think they win? Obviously, they would have a better chance. They still created opportunities after they went down to 10 players. Do they win? I don't know. Um, I think they have a good chance of getting a result. Win might be a bit of a stretch at the Bernabeu just because we know how, how Real Madrid push teams right at the end. But I think they've got a chance here. Um, and I've it's a game that I wrestled with with my selections because I don't think Real Madrid will have it all their own way. Ultimately, I think the finishing will probably be the difference one way or another. As you say, Lareal, 10 men for 50 minutes, stuck in and should have scored. Alexander Surlot missed a, a heavenly chance. It was a tap-in um, and he really should have scored. And he's been in good form lately as well. And the fact that they had David Silva missing, he could be back. Take Kubo was back for his kind of first game back for injury. So he played about 60 minutes, but he should be good for a bit more at the weekend. Bryce Mendes is obviously going to be pretty fresh after um, after having a good rest this game. So yeah, I think this was a defeat against Barcelona that they will have really taken heart from. I mean, they saw they saw this Barcelona side come at them. They They dealt with them more or less in the second half. I think they conceded a good few chances early on, but after that, they managed to kind of solidify. And this was a side that this is a side that I think Real Madrid hate playing because it's 
a team that's comfortable setting back and letting you attack them, but has the quality and the capability to play out from the back once Real Madrid lose it. Real Madrid's press isn't sort of at its best right now. Aurelian Chouamani might be back for this game, but he's probably not going to start it. David Alaba might be back for this game as well. He's in the squad against Atleti, so I don't know if he's I don't think he's going to start tonight. He might be in the team on on Sunday, but yeah, I think Real Sociedad are going to have some joy. That's why I back them to score, but I do think it will be tight still. So I've gone Real Sociedad to score under 3.5 goals at plus 155 done. It's an interesting one that. So we're not going for either side to win here, but we do feel that Real Sociedad will put in a good display. Just looking at one or two of the stats off the back of Real Madrid's Champions League games this season. They have conceded in five and six in the five of six in the league after Champions League games. Now I'm not suggesting that the uh, Madrid derby is a Champions League fixture. In, in some cases, it's bigger than some of the fixtures that they've been involved in in the Champions League. Do you think there will be some sort of mental letdown? doesn't matter what the result is off the back of that Madrid derby. And I guess Lariel have got that extra day as well to prepare for this game. Yeah, I think the extra day is big. I think if Lariel were coming on fit, equal fitness-wise, then that would have been a problem. Um, I think you mentioned that kind of start about after the Champions League. No clean sheets in La Liga at the Bernabeu. Which is which is a pretty good start if you wanting to back Real Sociedad score. It's a good Real Sociedad side. All of their clean sheets come away from home. I think, as we were saying about kind of Barcelona and Betis, like it helps these bigger sides, the ones with more quality, when they're away from home these days because the other teams come at them a bit more, and so they have a bit more space to work with. Um, and I think, Gen, as long as I can remember, Real Madrid have already always had a bit of a laziness at the Bernabeu, especially at the start of games where they kind of play their way into the matches and they're a little bit loose and they're more interested in kind of attacking than they are defending, put it that way. So I think there's always joy to be had against Real Madrid at the Bernabeu, almost almost always. And it's just up to the teams whether they have the quality to exploit it. In this game, I think Real Sociedad should uh, Solot, you mentioned he's got eight goals so far this season. Top scorer for L'Oreal, plus 8.50 to score first, plus 3.35 to score at any time. One shot on target or more, minus 1.13. Mikko Moroni, you've just revealed there that probably won't play or certainly won't play uh, seven assists in La Liga. And, and other players uh, missing coming back. Uh, look, even though Real Sociedad are in a really good vein of form at the moment, by no means full strength at the minute. Is that right? No, yes. I think I might back Real Sociedad to get a result here, either a draw or a win, if they hadn't had so many injuries. But the fact that they're missing Marino, who's who's kind of the linchpin in the midfield, the fact that Silva might be out, they're, they're missing, obviously, Umar Sadiq, Mikel Oriathabal is just coming back to fitness from following an ACL. So, yeah, it's not a full-strength L'Areal, but they do have that that grit. And I think, yeah, I, I, I just have a feeling that Real Madrid are not going to have things all their own way. And more... It's as much about Real Madrid as it is about La Real. I mean, I mean, you look at the sides that got the clean sheet against Athletic Club and they got that clean sheet, but did they actually defend better? I don't think they did. I think it was more Athletic Club can't finish their chances, which we know is a, a consistent theme with them. And it was up to Courtois to make two good saves, a couple of missed chances. And, uh, and yeah, it's just, it's a Real Madrid side that hasn't defended well all season. And, I don't think we can say that there's massive signs that they're going to start doing so anytime soon, to be honest. 
Well, we've got some really good selections uh, this week and hopefully we were going to rise up the Handicappers League table. We are minus 941 at the moment. We slipped after just one win from four last weekend, but we've got half the season to turn it around and we've got some decent prices this weekend. Let's just remind you what we're going for. Girona Barcelona, Barcelona to win over one and a half goals at minus 132. We like Sevilla to beat Elche and under three and a half goals in that game. Plus one away. Uh, Betty just to beat Hatafe plus one eighty. It's been backed into plus one sixty five. But just keep your eye on the price. And finally, in the Real Madrid Real Sociedad game, Real Sociedad to score under three and a half goals in the match. That's a nice price at plus one fifty five. Going to be an intriguing week as well. I mean, we still think that Barcelona look three points clear at the top of the standings. Rory are going to go on and win. But it is that weird thing with the back end of January here. And Barcelona and Real Madrid have only played 17 matches. It does feel odd that we're not a little bit further along. So you never know. There might be one or two things that could change between now and the end of the season. Or am I over-egging it and just want more of a title race? Uh, I think it'll be it'll be down to the wire. Um, I don't think either of these sides is reliable enough for us to back them to kind of go off and ride into the distance. Yeah, it, it's going to be... It, it's going to be disconcerting for everyone. And I, th- I think there's there's fun and potentially money to be had there in terms of um, the fact that we are so early in the season still, because normally you sort of start making your conclusions about where the season's going at about sort of early February time, which is, is where we're coming to. But you've had an extra five, six games and, and teams are kind of looking at the home straight, thinking, right, okay, where are we getting our points? Whereas now... Teams are just kind of still sort of returning to to the rhythm of things following the World Cup. So, yeah, plenty of um, fun and and mishaps to come, I think. But um, in terms of us, it gives us extra time to, to make it back up to the positives. It does indeed, yes. We are in the red at the moment. I'm sure that will change between now and the end of the season. Rory, thanks for your company as ever. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time La Liga edition. Stay across all of the Bet Rivers content at Because We Win. We'll see you next week uh, for more La Liga picks. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.